What's going on guys? And today we're back and I'm finally dropping the NHL playoff preview for all of you hockey lovers out there. Um, if I have any. <laughs> um, so we'll go over that and we'll get into a little bit of the Washington Redskins sexual assault harassment scandal that was just released yesterday. So we'll dive right in right now. So the Washington Post has been working on this for some time now and they finally released their report that allegedly 15 women are claiming that the Redskins, you know, the work environment there, there was sexual harassment and stuff like that. Um, just some crazy stuff coming out. Uh, you know, um, season ticket holders were getting pictures uh, with the new cheerleaders and, you know, Jay Gruden, you know, goes to strip clubs and drinks and just all this crazy stuff coming out about this completely sexualized, I don't, I don't even know how to describe this culture, but it's not a good culture for a football team. Um, just the stuff that's, you know, allegedly has, has been going on there for quite some time. Um, I'm not going to jump the gun here and say, you know, that Washington, you know, um, Dan Snyder needs to sell a team because all this right now is just, um, like I said, alleged. Nothing has been proven to be true yet. So once that, you know, comes out, then we can really go into Dan Snyder probably needs to sell a team. Um, you can't really allow that stuff to happen under your watch. And if you're a part of it, even worse. But until anything's concrete, I'm not going to really, you know, go in, to, go in on Dan Snyder, even though it's an easy thing to do. Um, I, I would not be shocked if these allegations turn out to be true uh, because Dan Snyder is one of the worst owners in the league. The Redskins just have not been good whatsoever, whatsoever under his watch. They made the playoffs twice, losing both in the wild card round since he's owned them. I mean, he just fires coaches. He actually... Take that back, because he, he held on to Shanahan for a little bit, and then Jay Gruden was there for actually quite some time, but I don't think Dan Snyder is a bad owner intentionally, because he's willing to stick by his coaches and spend b big money on free agents. Now, all these free agent sign signings uh, come back to, to Bidem, Albert Hainsworth, Josh Norman, Alex Smith, that trade. Um, that's not really on Dan Snyder, though, because of the injury that Alex Smith suffered. It was so traumatic. But hanging on for Bruce Allen forever, while allegedly having all this stuff going on with, with selling nude photos of the cheerleaders and having them give lap dances to season ticket holders and shareholders and all stuff like that. Um you can just see, you can kind of connect the dots that, you know, a, a franchise is not going to be successful if that's the culture that the 
upper management is setting. And that's true for any organization, sports team, stuff like that. So I would not be surprised if these allegations are true. I'm going to wait until, you know, something concrete comes out and they can prove that this all happened. I'm not going to try and jump the gun here and just go right at Dan Snyder. Like most people in the media. Uh, it's an easy thing to do. But I'm going to wait. See if any of this concrete stuff comes out. But it would explain why one of the reasons why the Redskins have just not been good um, in 20 years. I mean, this is a historic franchise. They're changing their name, of course. But this is a historic franchise. I believe they have, I want to say they have four Super Bowls, two. My, I think it might be four. I might, I think Doug Williams won two, and I think Joe Namath, or not Joe Namath, Joe Theismann won two. So this this franchise is a very historic one. Um, I would love to see the Redskins come back to relevance, especially in that division. That whole division, the NFC East, is so just historic. You got the Cowboys, who are America's team. You got the Giants, who have won two Super Bowls in the last. 15, 20 years. The Eagles just won their first Super Bowl and they've been to the playoffs three straight years. And then you got the Redskins who haven't been relevant in forever. So hopefully the Redskins get back on track. I think they will this season. I actually like them a lot coming into the season. Um, Ron Rivera is a good head coach. Jack Del Rio is their defensive coordinator. That defense is going to be stellar. And I really do think Dwayne Haskins is going to have a good breakout year. Maybe not like a Lamar breakout year, but I think he'll prove that he is a franchise quarterback and you can build around him. So I think brighter days are ahead for the Redskins or whatever name they change to. Um, first, they got to get this whole thing sorted out. Dan Snyder might be out. So honestly... Um, it's going to be a little murky for a while for Redskins fans, but I do see brighter brighter days ahead for them. So, that's that. Now, let's get into the NHL preview. I'm so pumped for this. I'm a huge hockey fan. I absolutely love the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're my favorite playoffs of any professional sports league. You know, just right behind uh, March Madness for me. But this is awesome. So they're going. Playoff schedule is set. August 1st. Games are going to start. They have the top four seeds in the East and West. will play a round robin to determine who's going to be the top four seeds. So the way that is in the regular season. I believe the top four seeds in the East were um, in order. Boston was definitely the one. I believe Tampa is two, and then it was between Philly and the Capitals. So those four will play a round robin to determine, to re, basically reseed the one, two, three, and four, which some people don't really like. Um, if, you're one of the, if you're Boston, I wouldn't like it because you worked hard all regular season. You won the President's Trophy, and now you have to fight for your one seed yet again. So a lot of people don't like that. But I think it's kind of cool. But I can also see 
where where people disagree with that. But it will get them fresh. It will get them ready for uh, the quarterfinals. And then in the West, the top four seeds were St. Louis, um, the defending cup champs, obviously had a great regular season. Vegas caught on fire. They looked abysmal early on. They made a coaching change, which I didn't agree with, but it helped. They were the two seed, and then Dallas and Colorado, 3-4. I don't know which one was 3-4. So they'll fight for a reseed. So those teams will do a little round robin to determine 1, 2, 3, and 4. But then um, 5 through 7, so 5 will play 12, 6 will play 11, you get it, you know, 7, 8, or 7 will play 9, or 8, 9, and then 7 will play 10, yes, the 10 seed, uh, for a best of 5 to determine who goes on to the quarterfinals. So, if you were the top 12 in each conference, essentially, you're in this uh, play-in playoffs. Because the first, the 5 through 12 games are a play-in to get into the playoffs. They're not necessarily the playoffs, but they are play-ins. So we're going to get right into that. We'll start with the Western Conference. Start with the 8-9 seed, uh, duking it out in the best of five. Uh, Calgary Flames and the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I really like the Jets in this situation. They have better goaltending. Calgary has uh, Cam Talbert and Johnny Grudeau, who's struggled uh, pretty pretty mightily this season. Flames are just hanging in there. Um, Winnipeg, they they were also struggling this season. They definitely underachieved. They got Connor Hollaback though. He's a Vesna finalist. He's one of the best goalies in the league. They got Mark Scheifele there, some veteran leadership. So I'm definitely taking the Jets here in this best of five to move on into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, I'm just, you know, I like their goaltending more. And both teams didn't meet expectations this year. Uh, they both really fell below the bar. So uh, I'm, I'm taking Winnipeg just solely on Connor Hollebach over Cam Talbert in that best of five. And then we'll go to the 512 with the Edmonton Oilers and the Chicago Blackhawks. This one's easy to me. I'm taking the Oilers. I'd be shocked if Chicago wins. Uh, they got rid of Robin Lettner, who was the better goalie of the two. So now they got a Running back with Corey Crawford, who is past his prime. He's constantly hurt. You can't count the Chicago team out, though. Of course, they got just Hall of Fame guys left and right. Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, Duncan Keith. They're still all there. So we'll see if they can make the noise. But I'm going to take the Oilers. Um, I'm hoping Mike Smith shows up finally in the playoffs. Mike Smith is a pretty good regular season goalie. He's never been really able to put together in the playoffs, but maybe this layoff will help him. Um, But two of the top five players in the league are on the Oilers, and it still makes no sense how they're not a top top, uh, seed in the West or top team in the NHL when you got Leon Dreisaitl, who's going to win the Hart Trophy. And for hockey people, or for non-hockey people, that is MVP of the league. And then you got Connor 
Connor McDavid, who I think at the end of his career, if he can put some Stanley Cups together, uh, he might be able to beat um, Wayne Gretzky's records. He might go down as the greatest hockey player ever. He has a chance to really challenge Gretzky for that, that title of GOAT in my eyes. So I'm taking Edmonton. They're younger. They're hungry. Uh, their fans are craving this. You've got the two top five players in the league. You've got to put it together. It, it, I mean, the pressure is on for Edmonton. Chicago's got nothing to lose. That's, that's what they got going for them. they got these old vets. They are the dynasty of the last decade. Three titles in the last ten years. So you can never count them out. But I'm going to go with Edmonton's youth and um, you know, just having two top five players in the league and the better goalie in my eyes for this matchup. So Next, we'll get to my Vancouver Canucks taking on the Minnesota Wild, the 7-10 matchup. Oh, man, let me tell you, as a Canucks fan, I am stoked for the playoffs. I am definitely taking the Canucks here. Uh, am I being a little biased? Yes. But uh, we're just a better team. We did. We were in Vancouver was inconsistent this year. It was very frustrating as a Canuck fan. But the like I said, this is this is a lot of youth versus experience. Minnesota, they got Devin Dubnik in that very solid goaltender. They got Zach Parise. Um, I believe Ryan Suter's not going to play. I think he's still hurt. Um, other than that, Minnesota, they don't really have a lot. I will be greatly disappointed if Vancouver doesn't win this, especially adding Tyler DeFoley, who's been such a big help. JT Miller, who's been awesome this year. And obviously, we uh, Vancouver has Elias Pettersson, Bo Horvat, and Brock Besser. And a candidate for Rookie of the Year, Quinn Hughes. Along with Jacob Markstrom, who has been phenomenal this year in net. Also, a backup in Thatcher Demko that can also step in if needed. So, I will be greatly disappointed if my Canucks do not get by Minnesota. I think we should win in a three-game sweep. I'm dead serious about this. I think Vancouver is a much better team. I will be highly disappointed if we do not move on into the quarterfinals. Like, I will come on here and just rant or cry. <laughs> One of the two. So... That's the 7-10 matchup. I'm taking my Canucks to move on. Next, we'll go to the 6 versus 11 in the West here. Got the Nashville Predators taking on the Arizona Coyotes. This is, might be the lowest scoring series of the bunch. Both these teams play defense. They cannot score whatsoever. Um, Pecorine, he's getting old. A little bit past his prime. He's in net for uh, the Predators. Former Vezina winner. One of the best goalies to do it. Taking on the 11 seed Coyotes, who have had a breakout year from their goaltender, Darcy Kemper. I cannot believe Darcy Kemper's playing at this level. I've watched Darcy Kemper give up eight goals in minor league hockey, and he's played sensational this year. The Coyotes were well on their way to the playoffs before he got hurt this year. That really hurt them, minus their lack of scoring. But I'm easily taking the Coyotes here. They got much more weapons on offense. And I think Darcy Kemper is playing at a higher level than Pecorini right now. They also have Antti Ranta in backup who can come in as well and be a formidable uh, starter in net. But the addition of Taylor Hall midseason, the addition of Phil Kessel last offseason, Clayton Keller, um, I'm taking the Coyotes for sure. I think the Coyotes 
uh, grind this series out. This is going to be a low-scoring series. I'll be shocked if it's high-scoring. Anyone that's in hockey will. Uh, these two teams just play defense. They don't have much offensive powers. But I'm definitely taking the Yotes here to get it done and move into the quarterfinals, uh, making the playoffs for the first time since, God, I think 11, 12. They haven't been there in a while. Last time they were, I believe they were in the Western Conference Finals and lost to the Kings, who went on to win the Stanley Cup. So that is the play-in round for the West. Let's move on to the East. Take my breath here. We got the 8-seed Toronto Maple Leafs against the 9-seed Columbus Blue Jackets. Two different stories here. Toronto massively underachieving. They got Austin Matthews. They have Mitch Marner. They got John Tavares. This team is stacked offensively on paper. Not much on defense besides Jake Muzzin and uh, Tyson Berry. Freddie Anderson's in net. Uh, Columbus, on the other hand, has been riddled with injuries. And they are just a fighting team led by John Torrello on the bench. Um, I honestly don't know who the heck is on Columbus right now because they're so hurt. I know Seth Jones is hurt. Um, I believe their goalie, his name's Elvis something. He's been awesome this year. I'm taking Columbus. John Torrello put on a coaching clinic last Stanley Cup playoffs uh, when they swept the top seed lightning last year. Toronto always chokes too. I can't stand watching Toronto. They have all this talent, and they never seem to put it together. They have no defense. Uh, they, they leave Freddie Anderson out the dry, and I think that's what's going to happen again. I'm definitely taking the Blue Jackets here. Um, I hope Toronto finally puts it together. They're like Edmonton in the East. They have two of the top five, top ten. They honestly have three top ten players on their team, and John Tavares, Austin Matthews, and Mitch Marner, and yet they, they can't seem to put it together. So, they fired Mike Babcock halfway through the season. So, he's out. I don't even know who the coach is right now, to be honest. I'm definitely taking Columbus. John Torrella has been proven to get his young teams motivated as of last year. He's a better coach. I'm going to take the coaching in this situation. I'm taking the Blue Jackets to move on. Next, we'll get to the 5 versus 12 seed. Pittsburgh Penguins, Montreal Canadiens. This one's pretty easy for me. Definitely taking the Penguins. Uh, they do have some question marks in goalie. Matt Murray's uh, been slipping ever since that Stanley Cup run in 16, I think. 16, 17? When's the last time they won it? I forget. But Matt Murray has been slipping. Montreal has the advantage here. They have Carey Price. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best goalies to ever do it. Olympic gold medalist for Team Canada. Um, they t- picked up Ivy, uh, Kovalchuk. Max Domi has been very good for him this year. But other than that, I'm taking Sid the Kid and Evelyn Malkin to get it done, get past Montreal in this round. Not much more to say on that. Uh, Pittsburgh's a more experienced team, just a better team in my eyes. Next, we'll get to the 7 versus 10 seed. 7 seed, New York Islanders. 10 seed, Florida Panthers. This is an interesting matchup to me. Um, both led by some really good coaches. The Islanders led by Barry Trotz who was coach of the year last year, and the Panthers led by Joe Quinville, who was the man at the helm when the Blackhawks won their three Stanley Cups. So uh, I'm also taking coaching here. I'm taking, I think Quinville has the edge. I also think goalie is a huge play here. You got Sergei Borowski, former Vesna Trophy winner, 
big free agent signing for the Panthers. I'm definitely taking him over Sergei Vorlamov. Florida's got some players, too. I really thought they'd be much better this year. They got Huberdo, um, Bobrovsky, I think that's how you say his name. But they got some players, Mike, Mike Stone, Mike Hoffman, or one of them. Is it Hoffman? Yeah, Mike Hoffman. They have Mike Hoffman. My bad. Um, Mark Stone's on Vegas. So they have better players. They should be much better than the 10 seed. I think they get by the Islanders here, especially with no fans. That's a big advantage. Florida has some of the lowest attendance in the league. Uh, the Islanders, it is an insane place to play at. They have some very diehard, passionate fans, but fans are going to be out of the equation. I'm taking Florida here. They should win this. Better goalie, better coach, no fans. I think they should get by. And then finally, last game of the play-in round, we've got number six seed Carolina Hurricanes and the 11 seed New York Rangers. Hurricanes made the conference finals last year. Rangers doing an excellent job rebuilding in my eyes. Got some really good young talent. They signed Antti Pernarin in the free agency. Last free agency. Sorry, I got a burp there. Um, last free agency. It was a big splash. No one really expected the Rangers to land him, but they did. I'm taking the Rangers here solely because of goaltending. The Rangers have Hendrik Lundqvist, who is going to be a Hall of Famer, my favorite goalie ever. Um, Past his prime a little bit, or not a little bit. He is past his prime, but Carolina's going to roll with Peter Mrazek, so no thanks. I'm taking the Rangers. I'm taking their youth to get by Carolina in the play-in round. So that is all the play-in round games. I need to catch my breath here. Oh, all right. Now we're on the quarterfinals. We'll jump back up to the West with the one seed. Or I should get into how I think the reseeding round robin goes. I think St. Louis hangs on to their one seed. I think Vegas grabs the two seed. Dallas grabs the three. And Colorado grabs the four. And then in the East, I have Boston still hanging on to their one seed. Philly jumping to the two seed. Washington to the three, and Tampa falling to the four seed. So, uh, this is quarter quarterfinal matchup. Uh, St. Louis, Winnipeg, one versus nine seed. I'm taking St. Louis. Enough said. Defending champions. Much better team. Better goaltending. Or, yeah, Bingington's just been better in the playoffs. And Hollebach taking St. Louis. Uh, and they continue to, on their quest to repeat. So I'm taking them. Next, we got a really fun matchup. Four and five seed. The Colorado Avalanche versus Edmonton. Uh, this is a really fun matchup. Two of the youngest teams in the West. Like I already talked about, Leon Dreisaitl, Car McDavid for Edmonton, Nathan McKinnon, and uh, God, no, don't, don't, no, no. I know his name. Why am I forgetting? Uh, Miko Rantanen. Right? Anson? Yeah. I think, yeah. Really good player on Colorado. Sorry, I really am trying to remember his name. He's one of the best players in the league. He's coming back. He got hurt earlier in the season. He's coming back. Philip Grubauer versus Mike Smith. Philip Grubauer, I think, is a little bit better. But I'm taking Edmonton here. I really think this layoff is going to benefit Edmonton. I really think they're determined to prove 
we are one of the best teams in the league. We have two of the top five players in the league, if not two of the top three players in the league right now. We need to get this done. We have been underachieving. The hub is in Edmonton for the Western Conference, so they don't have to travel anywhere. I'm taking Edmonton to get past Colorado here in the quarterfinal, uh, just simply because I think Edmonton's ready to rock and finally meet their potential. So I have Edmonton moving on past Nathan McKinnon and Avalanche. Next, we'll get to the quarterfinal, and this hurt me. It's number two, Vegas. Versus my Vancouver Canucks, the seventh seed. I want to. I I really wanted to fill this out and have the Canucks win the whole Stanley Cup because they have the team to do it on paper. They've just been so damn inconsistent all year. Uh, as a fan, it's been just so frustrating to watch because we got some really, 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 really good talent, young talent. We're set up for the future. They're just still a young team and still working out the kinks. That way, I'm taking Vegas. Vegas is also really good. They have two good, you know, goaltenders that can get it done. Obviously, Marc-Andre Fleury, one of the best goalies to ever live. Probably a top five goalie ever. Uh, he's been slipping a little bit this year. But they went out and they got Robin Lettner, who, for some reason, can never find a full-time starting job in the league. I don't understand. He's a starting goaltender. Uh, they got two great goalies there. Mark Stone was locked up over... This season, he's been a stud for him. William Carlson. Uh, this, this Vegas team is stacked. They're also hungry. You know, their first year in existence, they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. They lost. Last year, they went seven games with the Sharks. They kind of got a bogus uh, five-minute major against them. They were up 3 nothing. The Sharks go on to score three in a row, tie it up in Game 7, send it to overtime, and the Sharks ended up beating them and moving on. I really think this team is also hungry, just like Edmonton. So I got to take the Vegas Knights over my Canucks. It hurts me a lot. Trust me, I really wanted to put the Canucks all the way to Stanley Cup champions. I believe in my heart we're going to win this thing. But um, I'm trying to be as correct as possible here. I really am. So I'm taking Vegas to get by with their goaltender. Uh, I think their drive is better. I think their team chemistry is better than the Canucks. So I'm taking Vegas here. Next we'll have three seed Dallas. Versus the Coyotes. Uh, Dallas, they're led by Ben Bishop in net. Very good goaltender. Uh, along with Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben. So they have some offensive power. But I really like the Yotes here. I'm taking the Yotes to move on to the semis and continue their Cinderella run. The Yotes really can play some defense. And Darcy Kemper, if he just plays like he was before he got hurt, the Yotes are going to be fine. He was playing out of his mind. He was in the lead for the Vezina Trophy. He's been insane. He, he was insane. So if he returns to farm, I think the Yotes can make a special run here. And Dallas has always let down in the playoffs of recent years. They should be doing better in the playoffs than they have been. They've gone through like three coaches in the last four years. So we will see what happens there. I'm taking the Yotes though. And... Um, yeah, I'm taking the O's to continue their Cinderella run into the semis. So let's get to the East quarterfinals. We got Boston, one seed versus the nine Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, this is easy. Boston's been the best team in the league all season. I'm taking Boston. Good run for Columbus. They've just been so injured, so beat up. Uh, they're still a very young team. 
but I just don't think they have enough firepower to get past Boston. Next, we'll have four, five, Tampa versus Pittsburgh. This is a very intriguing t- matchup, but I think Tampa gets by with ease. I think they're a much better team, much better goalie. They got some offensive weapons in uh, Steven Stamkos. Why can't I think of JT Brown? I'm, I'm missing someone else. There's someone else on Tampa that's really good, and I, I just oh, it's um, it's their defenseman Victor Hedman and. Uh, I forget. He won top defenseman. I don't know why his name's escaping me. But Andre uh, Velasquez in net for Tampa. Vezna Trophy finalist. Probably is going to win the Vezna for best goalie in the league. So I'm taking Tampa at ease here to get by Pittsburgh. Next, we got the Flyers, the 2 seed Flyers, and the 10 seed Panthers. I love this Flyers team because they are led by Elaine Avino, I think he's the most underrated coach in the league. He's going to win Coach of the Year, I believe. He's he's an awesome coach. Uh, you know, he just hasn't been able to get that Stanley Cup yet, but he's been close several times. He's gotten the two Stanley Cup Finals, one with the uh, Rangers and the other one with my Canucks. I love Elaine Avino. I think he's got this team firing on all cylinders. Connor Hart is coming back in net. That's what the Flyers franchise has been missing for years. It's a number one goaltender. They have that in Connor Hart. They got Claude Giroud. I think this team is is ready to go. I think Elaine Avino is going to have them ready to go. Uh, Panthers have been underachieving all year, and I think they'll get stopped in the quarterfinals by the Flyers. So I'm taking the Flyers to move on. And then finally, we got three seed Washington Capitals, Capitals uh, versus eleven seed Rangers. I'm taking the Capitals here. Uh, more experience, better team. Better goaltender, uh, even though Hopi has had a down year, he's still Braden Hopi. He's still a Stanley Cup champion, Vezina Trophy finalist. Um, so I, I have no doubts that uh, Washington will get it done here, even though they've had a lot of slip-ups in the playoffs. Um, you know, they've, they've been labeled as chokers until they won that Stanley Cup two years ago. But I'm taking the caps here. So... Now we're on to the semis. This is probably be the longest preview ever. My goodness. Now we're on to the semis. All right. Number one, St. Louis versus the five seed Edmonton Oilers. I'm picking the upset here. I'm sticking with my oil, well, not my Oilers. I do not like the Oilers whatsoever. But I'm sticking with picking the Oilers. I think they're still determined. I think Mike Smith will do enough in net to get it done. I think the gas runs out for St. Louis. It's really, really, really hard to repeat as champions. I think the last person, that, the last person, last team that did it, I think was the Penguins, when they went back to back a couple of years ago. Which St. Louis can definitely do. I'm taking Edmonton though. Like I said, they don't have to move hub cities. The Western hub city is in Edmonton. They don't have to travel. They're gonna have the home fans behind them, even though there's no fans allowed in the stadiums. They're gonna have the city behind them. They got two of the top three players, top five depending on who you ask, in the league, in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. I think they get it done. I really do. They're on to the conference finals. So that is that. Next, we'll have Vegas, the two-seed versus the 11-seed Coyotes. I think the Coyotes' Cinderella run stops here. Vegas is just better. And they've proven that you know they don't choke in the playoffs like Dallas. 
and they got two goaltenders that can get it done. They're also a hungry team. I think Arizona, you know, their season ends after a pretty good season for them. Haven't made the playoffs in a long time. They get in, they make it to the semis and bow out to the Vegas Golden Knights, who have been a formidable team ever since they entered the league. So I'm taking Vegas. So the conference finals for the West is the Edmonton Oilers at the five seed and the number two seed, Vegas Golden Knights. Next, we'll go to the East semis. The number one, Boston Bruins versus number four, Tampa. I'm taking Boston. They've been the best team all year. But mainly because Tampa just never finds a way to get it done in the postseason. They've lost Stanley Cup. They were the one seed last year and got swept. I can't take Tampa. They were up 3-2 on the Capitals. Capitals came back, won that series, won the Stanley Cup that year. Tampa never seems to put it together in the playoffs. That, that is the reason why I'm taking Boston. Boston has proven to get it done. They've been the best team in the whole league all year. I'm taking the Bruins. And then we have the two versus three seed, uh, Philly versus Washington. And I just noticed I had all top four seeds making it to the semis. In the East, we'll see if that happens. It usually doesn't happen in hockey. There's actually a lot of upsets that happen in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's what makes them great. But I'm taking the Flyers here. I love this Flyers team a lot. Like I said, Elena Vigneault. I think he's got these guys going. They got the number one goaltender they've been searching for years for in Connor Hart. He's coming back off injury. He's back. I think this team's ready to go. The Capitals have shown over years that they fall short in the playoffs besides their Stanley Cup uh, title two years ago. I'm taking the Flyers here. I love this team led by Elaine Vigneault. I'm a little biased because he was a former Canuck coach, but he has taken two franchises to the Stanley Cup Finals. And spoiler alert, I'll start with the Eastern Conference Finals here. I think Philly gets past Boston as well, and I think they're on their way to the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time since, God, when did the Blackhawks win it? 010, I think. First Stanley Cup Final in about a decade or so for the Flyers. I think Philly gets it done. I just love what Elaine Navino has done all year. Like I said, they finally got the number one goaltender in Connor Hart. And I'm solely taking this team to get to the finals because of Lane Vino. He has a track record of doing it with Vancouver, with the Rangers, now the Flyers. He's right there to win this first Stanley Cup final. I have Philly making it to the finals. And then in the West, like I said, number five, Edmonton versus number two, Vegas. I'm taking the Knights. I think Edmonton's run stops here. Um, in the end, Vegas just has better goaltending. I don't know if Mike Smith can can keep it up uh, this entire playoffs. Marc-Andre Fleury, Robin Lettner, I'm taking them over Mike Smith. Um, I'm just double-checking that Mike Smith is actually um, the goalie for the Oilers. I might have been wrong the whole time. I'm pretty sure he got traded from the Flames to the Oilers in exchange for Cam Talbert last offseason. I'm just double-checking. It's been bugging me the whole time. I didn't even bother to check before I did this because I thought I was right. Yep, it's Mike Smith. Okay, we're cool. We're cool. We're cool, folks. We're good. We're all good. But in the end, I'm taking the Golden Knights. They are just as determined as the Oilers in my eyes. And they're just a better team. They've proven to... You know, show up in the playoffs. Obviously, their first year, they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Now they're back. 
And now for the Stanley Cup Finals predictions, we got the Vegas Golden Knights and the Philadelphia Flyers. I got the Knights in five. Uh, I think Vegas finally gets that first title of theirs. It only takes them three years, but I think they get it done. Overall, just a hung, or just a better team. I mean, the Flyers, they have Giroux. They have Shattenkirk. They have Connor Hart. But if you look at it, I got two goaltenders for Vegas. And Marc-Andre Fleury, who's a top-five goalie of all time in my eyes. And Robin Lettner, who was a starter, who's been very good. They got Mark Stone. They got William Carlson. I just think Vegas, you know, I think after blowing that 3-0 lead in Game 7 last year, haunts them. I think losing to the Capitals haunts them. I think this team is hungry. I think they get it done. I think they get it done with ease. Um, They've been on fire since about January. I think it continues. So I'm taking the Vegas Golden Knights to win the Stanley Cup Finals in five games over the Philadelphia Flyers. Overall, um, for me, when I look at it, I look at coaching and goaltending because, you know, uh, in the past, Stanley Cups, it's it's tough for these top goal scorers to stay hot. Um, early on in uh, Law's career, Jerome Law with the Flames, he was shut out multiple times, no points in many playoff games. And they put, they put a lot of pressure on him. And that's what haunted the Capitals for all those years. So Vechkin was, you know, put this huge burden on him to score, 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 score. But until you finally got players like Yoshi, um, Nicholas Backstrom, you know, that's when they really started to put it together. I just, you know, defense wins championships. I look at the goaltenders. I look at the coaching. So that's why I like Philly going to the finals. I love Elaine Vigneau. I've said it a hundred times probably already on this recording. But I'm taking Vegas here. They got two great goaltenders. They got depth. They have experience. Uh, I think they get it done. I really do. Overall, I am so excited for these playoffs. I cannot wait. just starts in a couple weeks. Um, I will be rooting like crazy for my Vancouver Canucks. I hope they win the Stanley Cup. I believe they'll win the Stanley Cup in my biased fan heart. Obviously, I'm taking the Knights. But... I'm really excited for this. And if you guys aren't hockey fans, I suggest you guys start watching some hockey. Um, It's a lot more fun, obviously, with fans. Any sport is. But hockey's just an incredible sport. The passion, the drive. I mean, these guys don't get to keep the Stanley Cup trophy. You know, once they win it, they get about a year with it, and then they got to give it back. So it means a lot to these players, organizations, and fans to win this trophy it's the most prestigious trophy in all professional sports. And I can't wait for these playoffs. And I hope, um, you know, for any, anyone listening that's not a huge hockey fan, I hope, you know, I was able to give you the basics of, of each team so you can kind of talk a little, little hockey playoffs with someone or something. So anyway, guys, that's my preview. That's my prediction for the NHL playoffs. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If no one listens to it, 
you know, I still had fun doing it because I just love hockey. So, anyway, sports are coming back, man. Stay positive. The MLS was was going this week in Orlando. They've had no positive COVID tests. They were looking good. MLB's only had 23 players test positive out of, like, 1,800. Everything's looking good, guys. College football's a little iffy right now, but just stay positive. We're going to get sports back. Maybe not with fans, maybe with limited fans, but they're coming back a couple more weeks. Um, it's going to be a good time. So just stay safe, guys. Stay positive. We'll get through this. And uh, thanks for listening. I don't know when my next episode will drop. Probably not for a while unless there's some just breaking news coming out left and right. Uh, We'll get into the NFL preview soon. College football preview as well. That will probably be my next one. So keep your eyes out for that. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you guys have a great day, great weekend. And I will catch you guys later.